Liverpool, North Wales and Hyundai, part two. Gareth and Sue Baker are test driving the new Ionic. This is episode 291 of... Our drive in the Ionic has brought us to the edge of a lake up on the Denby Moors in Denbyshire in North Wales. Not that far from what you would know as Bala Lake, Llyn Tegid I would call it. And we're up alongside a lake called Llyn Brennig, beautiful high lake in the moors here. And Sue's doing some pictures of the car against some water, all very eco-friendly. Because after we drove the car for a while, we had a presentation from the people of Hyundai who told us everything that we need to know about the new Ionic. And it's a kind of one-size-fits-all idea. Because the Ionic is available with three different powertrains, plug-in hybrid, not yet but soon, pure electric and the hybrid which Sue and I are driving today. So it's trying to compete with pure electric cars like the Leaf and hybrid electric cars like the Prius but all in the same body shell. They reckon it's unique, the first car to be offered with three very different types of powertrain and they reckon the reason for doing it this way is to not necessarily win over new owners conquests if you like but existing hyundai drivers who like hyundai cars but want something a bit eco well they're likely to go for the hybrid whereas the early adopters of new tech they'll go for the electric version and somewhere in the middle there between those two is the plug-in hybrid which is popular with you know fairly conservative car owners people who don't want something that shouts out look i'm an electric car but kind of want to hint at it and i asked robin from hyundai what is it that the ionic hybrid offers that the prius doesn't already and he gave me a very honest answer he said well first of all price is quite a lot cheaper than the prius and second of all the styling he reckons it's a bit more conservative and therefore more likely to appeal to a larger number of buyers that the prius has gone a bit buck rogers recently and looks a bit odd for some people i agree it is a bit funny looking but maybe that's just a matter of getting used to a car the number of times i've seen a car on launch and thought mm, i don't like that and then six months later i'm going oh, i get that now so maybe it's more about us and our expectations rather than the car itself it's a pretty thing in a cute conservative sort of way, the Ionic. And Hyundai's ambitions for the car are huge. I think they're talking about selling 4,000 cars in the first year because the hybrid market is 63%, I think they said, of what you call alternative technology cars you know battery electric plug-in hybrid hydrogen fuel cell witch smoke i don't know what else cars can run on that's alternative beetlejuice whatever so i'm gonna ask sue about the styling because she's been studying it for pictures sue do you love it or do you like it i think i almost love it yeah yeah, yeah there's, there's nothing about it to dislike is there it's quite conservative but it's handsome it's quite conservative but it's a good looking car it's nicely proportioned it drives with a very civilized manner yeah and you know it's actually quite 
eco-friendly so yeah. that makes you feel good inside yeah 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 well a lot of people want that from their cars now don't they well, so you do. it's and when, you put, when you put your foot down you want to go fast you think well um this Should is a bit I? naughty but but actually it's not terrible for the environment so yeah, that, that doesn't feel too bad yes it's not as bad as putting your foot down in a v8 you oh, see it that's it certainly <laughs> isn't oh fun though that is <laughs> <laughs> i'm just going to turn it round. okay Sue's doing some pictures of the car by the lake still. Looks rather nice. Yeah. Uh, okay, the rest of the day, I'm going to drive the hybrid, which I have been enjoying. And Sue's absolutely right. It is seamless the way it transitions. Look, she's just moving it around. You can't hear the engine because its default is electric. It's only when you need a bit of extra gumph that the petrol engine cuts in as well. And it does work. It genuinely is seamless. We didn't notice anything in the change of powertrain as we moved around yeah it's a good car as far as the rest of the day goes we're a bit more driving through north wales we've got dinner tonight a bit more of a briefing i think and then tomorrow we get to drive the electric car all that still to come on gareth jones on speed listen to the quiet actually you can hear the reverb in the room that I'm in. Look, I know this is supposed to be a programme about cars, but as part of my journey around the world driving different cars, I get to stay in some tremendous hotels. And the Titanic Hotel I'm staying in in Liverpool is Titanic, not just in name. The room is huge. Right, I'm going to walk across the room. You ready? I'm standing still. I'm going to walk from the outside wall to my door. Here we go. One step, two step, three steps, four steps, five, six, seven, eight, Nine, still going, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. It's about 30 foot long. <laughs> it's an old warehouse, I think. Rum was stored in this one and tobacco in the one next door. And if you look out of the window, you can see this wonderful old derelict tobacco warehouse. But the best thing about being here is, right, I'm going to be absolutely quiet. Can you hear that creaking? that aching i don't know what that is it sounds like an old building tearing itself apart of the sound of the titanic under the stress and load of sinking to the bottom of the sea i don't know whether there's some construction work going on or there's some there it is again some dock working i can't quite open the window more than a crack to see what's going on but i love that noise it's like it's alive you must have heard me that's so spooky anyway i've got to go downstairs meet up with everyone and talk about cars and i'll report back to you tomorrow because there may be a small bottle of pop involved and i may not talk sense after this meeting oh i hope this noise goes on through the night it's fantastic Silently from naught to 30 in an electric Hyundai Ionic driven by Sue Baker. Good morning. Yes, we survived dinner last night, which is very civilised, wasn't it, Sue? We did indeed. It was extremely civilised in lovely Liverpool. Yeah, what a town. Oh, yes. 
It's a cool place. Yeah, always has been cool, Liverpool. It's always been somewhere I've aspired to, discovered rock and roll here, returned to the theatre here, the people here are brilliant, and it's lovely to see it regenerated as well. The hotel that we're in is a fine example of brilliant old architecture brought back to life again. Yeah, Don't... and a fabulous sunset over the Mersey last night. Yes! Oh, the romance of Liverpool, it's great. And <laughs> um, talking about regeneration there, I thought it was very funny at one point where Tony from Hyundai made a great analogy between the regeneration of Liverpool and the regeneration of energy under braking from hybrid and electric cars. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Fair <laughs> play. So yesterday we drove the hybrid and we thought it was spot on, didn't we? Yeah, I really like the car. I think they've done a very good job with the looks of it and the way it behaves. But of course now we're in the electric, so this is a further step on. Yeah, yeah. We've only driven, what, three or four miles so far at the moment. Sue's out of the helm and, yeah, it's an electric car, isn't it? Oh, there's the Elizabeth Pools building. There we go. That's Oh, I know where we are now. Yeah. It's quite a spectacular building. Yeah. Oh, Now, that's our only complaint about this car. It's a bit previous on the proximity warnings, isn't it? It certainly is, yes. It shrieks at you before, really, you're anywhere near anything. Yeah. I keep saying, I know there's a car behind me. (laughs) That's why I've looked. I've seen it. Yeah. But fair play, you know, it's useful for those who... Leave the roundabout at the first exit. Okay. It's useful for those who aren't paying attention, you know, a bit of extra safety. Yeah. I thought what you said yesterday, Sue, about lane departure warnings was very astute. Most of the time, you don't need it because we pay attention to what we're doing. But if it's the end of the day, you've done a long drive, that's when you turn it on. Yes, I get fed up with lane departure warning when, under normal conditions, if the road's empty and you want to change lanes, you don't have to put the indicator on every time and the car nags at you. Oh, what are you doing? You've got to stay in your lane. But late at night, if you're driving somewhere and you're tired, it really, I think, is beneficial. Just as a little backup reminder, hey, are you paying enough attention? Don't stray towards the white line. Then it makes sense to me. Very grown up. Very, very smart idea. And the electric version of the car is everything the leaf is except not as freaky looking i think i think the leaf will put off some people it's a bit buck rogers in some ways now isn't it well i think electric cars are moving on you know uh, they're but becoming much more mile. normalized and, and this road. is the next type of electric car really that doesn't look so outlandish it's not shrieking at you hey look at me i'm electric it's just doing the job quietly and getting on with it what i've always loved about electric cars is the acceleration you know they really really take off in a way that you don't expect. No winding up necessary maximum torque from zero revs Absolutely, yes. Makes a huge difference and I go on about the refinement, you know, an electric car will always give you a level of refinement greater than an equivalent petrol or diesel car. It's it's just quiet. Although I don't know, maybe because I'm listening on headphones at the moment, I don't feel that we're being wafted along silently. I'm hearing a lot of tyre noise. I'm hearing noise noise outside. I think that's the thing with electric cars because other noises are removed there's not the mechanical noise it's not the engine strumming away you are more aware of things that you don't notice that are there in other cars but you're not hearing them because other noises are over the top uh, so you do hear tire noise more it must be hard work engineering an electric car because all the ancillary stuff like your windscreen wipers they've got to be quieter as well haven't they yeah. otherwise you notice them and go no oh, i don't like the noise of the windscreen wipers <laughs> Anyway, we'll drive the car for a little bit and then we'll report back.
so blasé are Sue and I about driving around in electric cars these days because we've driven lots of them we didn't even question what the range of this car might be but I've made some notes at the briefing the other day and they say that the all-electric Ionic has a range of 174 miles that's useful isn't it that's a good range yes much more than most electric cars yeah. although of course the mighty Tesla um, will will do well over 200 miles yeah and the new Renault Zoe is promising was it 300 kilometre range 200 miles something, something like, like that, that yeah, yes. okay. yeah so we're starting to see step changes but Hyundai have come in here with something which convincingly outperforms the Leaf in terms of distance so that's going to make a difference do you think Hyundai are doing it right Sue are they targeting a conservative buyer I think they're certainly going in the right direction I have a small issue with the front end styling of this and there's a sort of very plasticky looking panel at the front that identifies it as the electric version of the Ionic. I don't particularly like that but overall I think the styling is really quite pleasing Richard on the programme always says people buy cars on the way they look people buy cars with their eyes yes yes I think that's true and you know you look at something that looks about right you're going to buy it and this looks about right doesn't it if the costings stack up and if people are convinced that the range that this car has is more viable than most electric cars for the sort of life they lead I think it's got a good chance of attracting some buyers we had a great conversation last night about what some people call range anxiety yes but others call recharging anxiety. I think that's a great way of looking at it. I think that's absolutely true. The problem is not the range. The problem is where you can go to get it sorted out and also how long it takes to recharge. Those are issues that are going to have to be increasingly addressed with electric cars. When they resolve the time it takes you to stop and top up the battery again, then it becomes much more viable for so many more people. Yeah. And if we really want to make electric cars viable, we do what Britain did in the 1800s. We put in a network. They put in the rail network then, which revolutionised transport in the UK. And if you really want to make electric cars viable just put in induction charging lanes on the motorway. No one is ever more than 50 miles away from a motorway. If you've got a car with a range of 50 miles, you get to the motorway, get on your lane, and you do induction non-contact charging as you're driving along. Then for the last part of the journey, when you step off the motorway, you've got a full battery. That's the sort of thinking we need. Well, that would take the problem away, but even just pulling down the time it takes to recharge so that eventually, if you can get it down to sort of 10-15 minutes rather than upwards of an hour, it becomes much more sensible because, you know, on a long journey, if you were driving from the south of the country to Liverpool, say, and you know that you're going to be on the road for at least four or five hours, you're going to have to stop somewhere for a break from the wheel if you could do that for 10-15 minutes have a cup of coffee the car gets enough of a charge to finish your journey while you're doing that then it makes so much more sense yeah it's about matching expectations to your lifestyle choices I think that's what they say isn't it <laughs> something like that yes. here's the spec on the Ionic. I made some notes the electric motor delivers about 120 PS, which is useful. That was about the same as my old Lancia a long time ago. The range, like we said, 174 miles. Top speed, 103 miles per hour. 0 to 62 time, 11.9 seconds. So it's not as quick as the hybrid, but it's still 
reasonable. 11 seconds, 12 seconds, that's all right, isn't it? I think for most people that's a perfectly acceptable acceleration time. You know, we're not all boy racers rushing away from the traffic lights, so I think that's a viable car. Interesting. One technical note on this car before I finish for the moment. This electric version of the car has a different rear suspension to the hybrid version of the car. The hybrid has a multi-link rear suspension. The pure electric has a beam rear suspension. So, you know, it's not going to be as nimble as that other car. But you haven't noticed it feeling a bit old-fashioned, have you? Well, no, because well, we haven't really driven it yet in the circumstances to experience that. But it has to carry a lot more weight at the, the rear end. A battery pack is a heavy thing, and they've adjusted the suspension to deal with that problem. And a bit more space needed from you know, multi-link takes up a bit more space you maximise the amount of room that you can get a battery in and therefore you get a range of 174 miles that's how they did it The serenity of the Cheshire countrysides. Do you hear that? There's an owl. What is an owl? What is an owl doing at four minutes past eleven in the morning, Sue? Waking up. <laughs> <laughs> or about to go to bed. I've been up all night. Uh, Sue spotted this little village called Ashton Hayes, which has a little sign underneath it which says, Aiming to become England's first carbon neutral village with a website goingcarbonneutral.co.uk so Ashton Hayes putting that poster up there has given us the perfect photo opportunity we've parked our electric ionic in front of that sign and Sue's taking some great pictures she's very good at taking pictures this girl she really is we're approaching the end of this programme I still haven't driven this car but what I will do is do that and I'll probably tell you all about it in another episode of Gareth Jones on Speed because I think Hyundai have achieved something here using their economies of scale to build three cars on one platform if you think about it a car that will compete with the Prius, a car that will compete with the Leaf and a car that will compete with other plug-in hybrids all on one platform, very smart that's enabled them to keep the cost down and this whole thing of beating Toyota on price you know, that's a USP for their hybrid car, that could work for them, or will Toyota lower their prices the battle will commence and I suppose you will know how successful Hyundai have been in their attempts to enter the hybrid and pure electric market when an Uber driver picks you up and he's not in a Prius do you know what I mean if they can commandeer that market they've done well that's it for this episode of Gareth Jones on Speed. I was Gareth, she was Sue. Sue, lovely sharing your steering wheel with you. Great to share a car with you, Gareth. Yeah, we've had fun. We've uh, had a laugh. Yeah, please come on the programme another time. I'd love to. Done. Deal. That's it. We'll see you again. And, oh, how about that? Two Hyundais driving passes at the moment. And one of them is an electric one. That's the Tucson. Here's the Ionic. And there goes the Ionic silently off into the distance well as silent as tyre noise will allow see ya
to send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site, follow us on Twitter, or to find out about sponsorship opportunities, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed!